Welcome to Straight from the CPA's Mouth, your connection to the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center, Alberta CPAs, and business professionals. This podcast, presented by the CPA Education Foundation, features Alberta chartered professional accountants and others sharing their expertise and insights on a wide range of topics. Tune in regularly for eye-opening looks on leadership, business, education, and many issues of the day, straight from the CPA's mouth. Before we begin, in honor of the 94 calls to action put forth by the Truth and Reconciliation Commission of Canada, we'd like to acknowledge that CPA Education Foundation offices are situated on the traditional Treaty 6 and Treaty 7 territories. The Foundation acknowledges that we reside on traditional and ancestral territories of many Indigenous, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit peoples. Their histories and culture influence our community to this day. The CPA Education Foundation is committed to helping build a province where Indigenous peoples and their voices and experiences are heard, valued, respected, and celebrated. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth. My name is Kevin Spiela from the CPA Education Foundation and I'll be your host for today. Running a family business is not without its challenges, family dynamics being one of them. So how do you keep a family-run business going for more than 30 years? And how do you successfully transition it to a new generation that will run it with the same passion? Today, we're going to take a look at one business that has carved a niche for itself and has stood the test of time. Video Tax News, or VTN, is a family business that was started over 40 years ago by Tom and Linda Devaney, with the second generation taking the reins approximately 10 years ago. Joining me today are siblings and co-owners of Video Tax News, Caitlin Butler, CPACA, Joe Devaney, CPACA, and Sheena Tashima. Joe and Sheena are with me here live in the studio from Edmonton, Alberta, and Caitlin is joining us from Vancouver by Zoom. Uh, we're going to talk about their experiences taking over the family business and how they've managed to stay relevant and keep their clients and listeners engaged, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. So without further ado, let's hear it straight from the CPA's mouth. Uh, thank you all for joining me today. Uh, First of all, could I get you to please introduce yourselves for our listeners and maybe just a little about your role and your background? Who wants to go first? Thank you, Kevin. That's me. I'm the youngest one. I get to take the reins here. So, so thank you, first of all, Kevin, for having us here. With respect to my role at Video Tax News, I'm on the tax technical side with Joe and Hugh Nielsen, the third editor at VTN. We're responsible for the content preparation and delivery. We draft the newsletters, research the newsletters. We prepare webinars, in-person presentations, client communications, anything related to tax. That's us. That's our wheelhouse. I'm a tax geek, Joe's a tax geek, and Hugh, he's not here to defend himself. He is also a tax geek here. But I got to say, my road to, to being a tax geek, not linear at all. While I grew up in the family business, the first opportunity I could get to get away from the family business, I took it. I have a degree in the sciences. I got my degree in kinesiology. You know, it was fun, but it wasn't for me, and I thought, I love business, yes. I love figuring out how you can make money, how businesses lose money. And, and, and I thought, you know, how do I further develop that? So I thought the CA program, I did my uh, prereqs for the CA program. I did my articles. I worked in the private company group at okay. Deloitte in Vancouver. And then I shifted to tax because that is a cool thing. And when you're a tax person, people 
actually like to speak with you. They pick up the phone and call you. <laughs> and, you know, understanding tax, that helps me help people kind of demystify this black box of complexity. And I loved it. I was passionate about it. I enjoyed my time at Deloitte. I learned a ton, but I thought, you know, what's next? And at that point, we were talking about the business and how to move forward. And then I made the jump to VTN about what, about 10 years ago. And it sure has been a ride since then. Well, you know, I, I got to say here, sorry, this is Joe, the older brother. And uh, <laughs> Caitlin, you know, her, her journey from regular geek to tax geek, you know, it, it hey, happened. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Sheena, Caitlin, I don't know if you remember, but when she was a kid, four, five, six years old, you know, just after she learned how to talk, everywhere she would, we would go, she'd be like, how much did this cost? How much did that cost? Um, And it was just, you know, we knew right from the beginning that business was going to be a very important part of her life. So, so that's Caitlin. Now, uh, myself, uh, Joe, um, similar similar to Caitlin in that I took kind of a, a roundabout route getting here. First of all, university, um, the one thing that I knew the least about was probably accounting, so that's why I decided to major in it. You know, just you got to fill those holes, right? Fill the gaps, sure. sure. So anyways, we started off there, but I mean, my real, my real passion through university was uh, social economic development, um, human rights, uh, not-for-profit charities, th- those types of focuses, and, and actually after I got my degree, that's where I started, and I and I worked down in Peru. I worked on a project from the uh, from the European Union, and it was focused on developing capacity for newly elected city officials and also uh, leaders of not for profit organizations and, and charities. So teaching them about um, uh, governance and budgeting and, and those kinds of things. So I started off there, and then I thought, you know, I need to take a bigger step. I need to go a little bit further. What's a good way to do that? And then I realized, hey, this CA thing back then there was no CPA. This CA thing actually is a pretty good way to do that. I mean, because you're learning about risk analysis, uh, um, controls, you're learning about budgeting, strategic planning, and, 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 and a CA, now a CPA, is not just tied to financial uh, success and, and numbers alone, you're, you're measuring things like a carbon footprint, uh, ESG, and it's, and it's just a really good base to know how to deal with problems and, and figure them out and go from, go from there. So anyways, I jumped into the CA program, worked for Grant Thornton for a number of years, switched over to tax, similar to Caitlin as well. But I found that the part that I liked most about things was diving into issues and, and talking with people about them, figuring them out, and then trying to explain them and coming up with a, a system to sort of communicate them so everybody around me could deal with those issues a little bit uh, better and more efficiently. And unfortunately, as an as a articling student, you don't get paid to do that kind of thing. That's not exactly what they want from you. They want the files done and dealt with, but that wasn't really my excitement. So, um, you know, just moving into video tax news where I could could really think about things and connect the dots a little bit better and 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 create um, sort of better systems and communicate them. That's what I really liked. So that's why I ended up at VTN. Okay. Yeah. I thought you just wanted to work with me, Joe. <laughs> no. <I> was... <laughs> that was not it. Okay. All right. Sheena, how about you? All right. So I'm next. And uh, first of all, thank you for inviting me here today. Usually I'm in the background. Um, I don't really get to be on the, in the front of the of the screen very often. So it's a real treat to be here and be able to share a little bit about what I do and where I come from. So I manage operations. Basically, anything that's not teaching or tax related falls into my portfolio. 
So yeah, I'm the middle sister. And when I finished at the University of Alberta with my commerce degree, the first thing I did is I packed up my Honda Civic, threw my bike in the backseat of my car and my suitcase, and I followed my boyfriend to Vancouver. Okay. And luckily enough, the first job that I landed was for an up, it was an up and coming Canadian business called Lululemon. Oh, okay. So when I first started working there, we had a handful of retail stores. And in my tenure there, we expanded all across Canada, U.S. We started to have a more of an international presence. And as a new grad, it was this amazing opportunity to work in a growing company where you had to figure things out and learn so much along the way. And as the company expanded, we were able to recruit some of the top retail talent from across North America. And I got to work with and learn from the best of the best. When I was there, um, not only did we expand in that way, we also went public. I got to be a part of the team that brought our e-commerce in-house. It was a very exciting opportunity um, to be a part of that. 2012, I had my second daughter and we had to make some big decisions about, you know, what we wanted to do with our life, um, with my husband and I, with our career and, you know, what we wanted for our future. And VTN was also having some changes with Joe and Caitlin being interested in returning to the business. And I thought it would be a great opportunity. So we packed up our car again this time. It was a Subaru, a little bigger, with our two little babies. And we made the trek back to Edmonton and we have not looked back. It's been quite the exciting journey, even here at Video Tax News. Wow, that's great. That's a lot of experience you guys have. Uh, a lot more than I have. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's let's get into it. Um, I, I did give a very brief introduction to Video Tax News, but could you provide a little bit of history, Joe, since you're the eldest brother? Sure, we definitely can. So Video Tax News. Now, uh, my my father, Tom, he was a uh, he was he was in public practice. He was a tax specialist, and he found that uh, about half of his time was taken just trying to keep up to date, and doesn't give you a lot of time to practice. And and he and and, and my mother, Linda, thought, well, hold on a second here. If you've got all these small firms, mid-sized firms across the country spending half their time just trying to learn things so that they can work and bill out for the rest of the time, that's not very efficient. So really the idea for Video Tax News came out of building an economy of scale, finding a way to deliver information in an efficient, practical way for all of these mid- to small-sized firms across the country. So that's where it started out. And I, I have to say, um, you know, he was a bit of a pioneer. When I say he, it wasn't he, it was he and her. They were both very strong pioneers. And I got to say, my mother, she was very entrepreneurial. She is entrepreneurial. Uh, from, a, from a very young age, she she worked and ran a concession stand. Uh, they built and, and grew a gas station, a motel, and they, they just kind of went from there until uh, my uh, mother and father started up this business. So very entrepreneurial, very creative, um, willing to take a chance, and, and they did. And, and, and it set a really good example for the rest of us in the family. And we've been involved in entrepreneurial capacities from a very young age as well. Mm-hmm. You should tell them the story about how we always finished our dinners growing up. Oh. <laughs> That's a question that you tell them. I love that. Yeah. So uh, whenever we finished dinner, uh, it was a routine that we would all sit there and we'd all have to calculate in our brains how much we thought the final bill was going to be. Okay. And yeah. then whoever could get the closest would win. Luckily, we didn't have to pay the bill, but you know, it was something from a very early age that we were always thinking and considering and adding um, in our brains. 
Yeah, that's right. You know, figuring out what the tax was, the tip was, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing I just wanted to mention about this too, you know, video tax news wasn't the end game for, for mom and dad. They wanted to present this information in a visual kind of a way, this tax information. But that was just step one. Step two was having video law news and then video HR news and all of these different branches of video news. But you know what? There's so much dang tax information out there. We never got past step one <laughs> half a century later. We're still working on the first prong. No doubt. <laughs> There's been a lot of talk about pivoting during the pandemic, and VTN has had more than one opportunity to pivot and rethink how it works. Like you said, your parents started the company, and then the three of you took it over, and then there's a transition during COVID. So what did you have to do to take it over, and what were the biggest hurdles? Wow. You know, Kevin, that's a really good question, and it's a long one. There's so much we could talk about there, but I'm going to hit your second question first because it's okay. it's easier. What are the biggest hurdles? And, and from my perspective, everyone's a little bit different. But right at the beginning, around kind of 2012, making that decision, you know, saying, yes, I am in, I'm going to leave my safe job, the job that I know, the job that I actually really like, and I'm going to jump in with two feet to VTN, 110%. And I think it was challenging because it wasn't just my decision. Growing up in a small business, you understand that it's not a job, it's a lifestyle, and it impacts everyone in your family. So it was a really deep discussion. We analyzed, my husband and I, probably every conceivable angle of that decision because what it meant in reality, and Joe and Sheen, I know you're laughing, but we have Excel spreadsheets. We had Excel spreadsheets up the wazoo related to that because, you know, it meant that my husband, who is a CPA, he'd have to put his career on the back burner if we were to say, yeah, Kate, you you take on this VTN, you run with it, you make it happen. And so it was a big family decision for us. And I'm grateful that we really put the time in at that point to do that. Because as you know, it's not always easy. It's not all sunshine and roses. And when the going gets tough, when we can go back and look back at those bajillions of spreadsheets we built, you know, we know we made the best decision and it kept it kept us accountable and it continues to keep us accountable for the decisions we've made. And, and it's an exciting process. It's been really, really fun. You gotta love that. Caitlin and her spreadsheets. I mean, where do you want to go for dinner? Let's get the spreadsheet any, open here. Any guesses where Caitlin met her husband? <laughs> spreadsheet camp? No. Nope. <laughs> you wanna see Caitlin? It was advanced corporate finance. <laughs> like, I mean, it's an obvious place to date. Look you at know. that spreadsheet. My goodness. <laughs> go on a date? It's in the blood. What are you going to do? Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so that I think for me, that was a big one. You know, once we made the jump in, you look up and you realize, holy smokes, we have massive mountains to climb, tons of ground to cover. You know, converting from an employee to a business owner. I think, Sheena, you could, uh, and Joe, you guys could um, understand that. And, and you probably live that, you know, turning into a tax specialist and turning, you know, your brain to teaching. How do you communicate this tax knowledge to make it accessible. Joe, you've been so critical in helping me kind of figure out ways to communicate. And that's been awesome. So I think those would be kind of the two bigger hurdles that personally I had to deal with. Good answer. 
<laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Okay, so Sheena, let me ask you: Did did you guys have to change anything, and how did you guys make your mark? Yeah, um, that's a great question, and I think um, I think Joe and Caitlin would agree with me on this. When we first took over the business, none of us had a real desire to make giant changes. You know, we wanted to come in. We obviously had had careers elsewhere, but we wanted to come in and really learn from our parents. You know, they built this business from nothing into what it what it was. And we wanted to come in and just any opportunity we had to learn from them was really important to us. Um, so that was, you know, our first, you know, step into the business. I think, I guess, the one big project we did take on right at the beginning was um, developing an online members portal. Okay. So it was a it was a new way of delivering our material, our newsletters, our seminars, taking registration, subscriptions, that sort of thing. Um, it also allowed us to answer some of the requests that we had received over the years. So every month, uh, Joe, Caitlin, and Hugh, and used to be my dad as well, they go through court cases, technical interpreters, a ton, ton of information. Actually, I, I laugh. When I first started at Video Tax News, I'd see them gathering at the table. This was in the old days where they would print out everything they would go through. It was like a foot of or more of paper just sitting on their desk, and they would all sort through it and, I don't know, figure it out. But... Um, <laughs> Um, the they would take days. all of that information, yeah, and they turn it into these 30, 40-page newsletters consisting of articles. So we'd get clients once in a while coming in and being and asking, okay, well, I read this article three years ago. Help me find it. That's a lot of information to go through. So our portal was able to kind of help us, you know, help our clients be able to use the material better. So um, that was good. And I have to say, I am so glad that that was one of the first things that we took on because anyone who's developed software knows it's not never a one and done, right? right? So you're consistently developing and making it better. And little did we know in 2020, we were going to get hit with COVID. And that portal ended up being that foundation that we needed to be able to pivot into right. this new world. And our experience with developing that over the years was really helpful as we started, as we figured out this new landscape that we yeah. were in. So I'm really grateful that that was one of the first things that we kind of started tackling. Wow. Yeah, the, the timing worked out well. Actually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, are your parents still involved? Yeah. So, so I would say they would have to be our biggest supporters after we release a course, newsletter, podcast, whatever. I don't know about you, Joe and Sheena, but one of the first emails I'll typically get is something from <laughs> mom and dad, you know, giving us feedback. Usually it's a lot of positive yeah. encouragement, um, but it just makes me smile. And knowing we got them on the sidelines cheering for us, even though, you know, we've, you know, transitioned the business is just incredible. But I also got to say, you know, they have so much wisdom on the tax technical side. Holy smokes. If I'm struggling with an issue, yeah, I pick up the phone and, and talk to dad and, and we walk through it. On the business management side, Sheena, you nailed it. And Joe, mom, she is a genius in this world. And I don't think she gives herself enough credit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we're dealing with a business mm -hmm. management issue or even perhaps a family management issue, how do you run a business and run a family? family at the same time without right. losing your mind. Yeah, that's a phone call. That's a phone call to mom and dad because, you know, four to five times we're dealing with one of these issues. Nine out of 10 times, 
they've been in our situation and they've had to deal with something similar to what we we deal with. So yeah, they're still, you don't see them on the front page. You don't see them, you know, on our, our website nearly as much as they were in the past, but they're they're critical to what we do. You'll certainly see them in the chat board on our webinars, though. They like logging into that and saying hi to everybody. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I do also have to say, Caitlin, they'll help you get through it without losing your mind. I mean, you might lose a kid every now and then, yeah. which, which, which has happened in our past. But that's okay, because half an hour later, when we just turned right around, went back to McDonald's and picked up my brother. So yeah. it was all good to go. <laughs> So we learned independence and fighting for yourself as well as yeah. young children. It's true. All important skills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys navigate the pandemic? Uh, I have read that you've introduced some interesting engagement strategies. So how did those work? Yeah, um, that was a really interesting. I mean, we've been through so much over the last few years as well, like just along same as everybody else. But I can specifically remember the day and I like to call it my oh bleep moment. <laughs> um, we were we had just finished six months of what I like to call the busy season. So pre-COVID, we did in-person seminars all across Canada. We would go back right. and forth, basically start in September, usually by the first uh, week in March, we'd kind of wrap it up. And actually, in, in March, we j- had just finished six weeks, 18-city run. So usually, at the beginning of March, we're just exhausted, teaching, traveling, late nights. Mm-hmm. And I remember unpacking our suitcase from our last city, and I'm looking at my phone. We, you know, we'd heard about COVID a little bit, and I looked at my phone. They just shut down the MBA. Next, they're just <laughs> shutting everything down. Yeah. I'm getting texts from my friends guess what? School might be canceled. Like, what is happening? And your brain starts circling like, oh my gosh, we had a seminar last week. If this had been last week, we would have had to cancel seminar. We haven't ever canceled a seminar that I can remember ever. Yeah. And in my brain, I'm going, how much of our business revolves around people physically having to be together? And I was looking out in my office. We have a very open office. And I could just feel the weight on my shoulders, right? Looking at all of these people that work for us right. and do such a great job and thinking about them and their families and how much they depend on video tax news and Joe and his family, Caitlin and her family and my family. And that's, you know, I call it the oh dang moment because you're sitting there going, oh, or what did I say? Oh, bleep. No, it's more <laughs> of an oh bleep. Story, I know, yes. look at that. But it's like your back just dropped off. You, are, you cannot turn around. You got to move forward. There's no instruction manual. It is the scariest thing, but it's also the, you know, you can read, you can redefine what you want to do with your business. Um, Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of took a deep breath and took one step after the other. I think, you know, the key point there is most of our business comes from the in-person or came from the in-person courses prior to the seminar. That's why it had such a big, uh, that's why the Mm old dang slash old sheep whatever. (laughs) Let's let's keep it PG here, Joe. Okay. Although it wasn't at at that time. (laughs) But you know what? And then you just, you know, you feel so grateful for your staff, you know, hardworking staff, adaptable staff. So grateful for our clients who are so generous with their feedback. Right. And their time as we tried to figure out all these and try out all these different things. I mean, we had to rewrite the book on how to run an online virtual <laughs> webinar. Like it, you know, it was it was very challenging, but you know, grateful to our families because we also between the three of us have well I'm laughing because we had 
We had seven kids at that point, but fairly quickly after that, we had eight kids between the three of us. We had to sort out school and daycare and, and, uh, yeah, Keelan had to sort out having a, figuring out how to have a baby. What were you, eight months pregnant at that time? Yeah, the eight months pregnant. And I, and I laugh because everything's going sideways. We're all having our oblique moment. And I go to my doctor and she looks at me. She's like, okay, Kate, you, you gotta reduce your stress. Good advice. Thank you. <laughs> you know, that's really, you know, hilarious. I'm trying to, you know, take what she's saying seriously, but, and it took me a little bit of time, but then I thought, you know what? She's right. You got to put the oxygen mask on yourself before you can help other people. So I, I picked up the phone, you know, it was about a day later. It took me some time to process what she was saying and actually, you know, take it seriously. But I said, you know, Joe, Sheena, Hugh, Hugh, Hugh. Oh my goodness. I, I got to change something. I, I can't, I, you know, I'm going to pop out a baby right away. I am hoping. And I got, I got to reduce the stress. So we came up with a solution where I was only going to work half days and, you know, in the morning and take the afternoon and get outside and get some fresh air. And, and it was a really interesting and challenging time because there was so much I wanted to do, but I got to, you know, for myself, for my family, I had to take my foot off the gas and trust and trust in Joe and Sheena, trust in Hugh, trust in our staff that they got it. Uh They got it taken care of. And as a owner and as someone who's incredibly passionate about tax, I know really weird to hear, (laughs) but someone who's passionate about that, that's a, a challenging thing, but it, you know, it was, it was so important to do that. And Joe and, and Sheena and Hugh kept me accountable. There's a few times I tried to sneak on my computer in the afternoon yep. and oh boy, <laughs> if yep. they saw me doing that, yep. <laughs> I got um, serious bollocking. And I think that's what's really important. It's really great about working. I mean, it doesn't matter, but especially for my sister, like she's, we health and our family is like the most important thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even if we were dealing with all of the stuff we were dealing with, she needed to take care of herself first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. timing worked out well because I wasn't pregnant at the time. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, modern technologies could change that, but for then we were good. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Kevin, you also asked about uh, engagement strategies. Mm-hmm. Can I just throw a couple things that we we, we did out there and, and how that sort of yeah, please uh, played out? Um, there First of all, uh, we knew that our clients were going through some very difficult times because we were as well. So they had to keep their staff um, there. They or they had to to keep keep give them a job. They had to keep earning money. They had to be safe. Uh, then they had a bunch of clients that were going through those same types of issues, but they needed to keep their businesses running as well. So there was a lot of fear. Um, there were a lot of questions about how do I keep things going. There were a whole bunch of government programs that were launched to try to help them, and nobody really understood the programs at first. The government didn't. Even even understand the programs, and they had a whole bunch of moving parts. And uh, you know, there are just so many uncertainties, so much stress, so much pressure out there um, that that we knew we had to do something. We didn't know exactly what. So it just started off with me trying to keep track of everything that was going on um, in, for myself. So just a list. They released information about the, the CERB program, this, that, and the other thing. And then 
shortly after, we just put it onto a web page and we just kept track of everything as, as we went through. And it turned into an v- extremely popular page with tens of thousands of views on an ongoing basis okay. um, where people could just sort of keep track of everything from their own perspective. So, so that was one of the first things that we started doing interviews. Uh, we created a webinar. We tried, we, we actually um, dabbled a little bit in social enterprise at the time. We, we created a webinar that talked about the first few programs and we didn't charge people for what we did is we say you basically have a couple options to pay for this type of thing. Option one is you can commit to improving your community in some kind of way. Okay. Option two is to uh, contribute to your local chamber of commerce. And option three is to make a donation if you'd like to. Um, so those are the three options. And it was really neat because we started getting a whole bunch of stories about what people were going to do to improve their community. And people even started donating to to us. Okay. To have a corporation donate to another corporation is a pretty neat thing. But at the end of the day, um, it just created a lot of positive sort of um, uh, mojo vibe in a time of uncertainty and fear, which is a really great thing. So so we really enjoyed doing that. Yeah. We we followed it up with a newsletter too, a white-labeled newsletter, where we collected all the information. Firms could put their name on it, send it out to their clients, sort of get them on track. And, um, you know, similar type of uh, way to pay as well for that. And it, and it just turned into a very positive thing that we still hear about today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sure. You kind of touched on this a little bit, but what challenges did your clients face during the pandemic and how did you guys help them? Was it purely providing information or was there... Well, yeah... I mean, for the for the most part, it was the provision of information, the collection of information, um, a conversion of it into a usable format, practically, uh, so they could practically use it with their clients. Um, so that was really the focus of it, and we were spending a lot of time. Um, I would call them volunteer hours, really, sort of getting yeah. these kind of things out there and uh, posting on LinkedIn information and and what was mm-hmm. new. And and he was very strong in this way, um, mm-hmm. and also answering a, a ton of questions just to really help people get by but we knew that it wasn't just uh the technical angles that 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 people had to deal with there was the emotional angles because all of a sudden you're a psychologist for your 100 Mm -hmm. clients right and you had to keep them going and wanting to do well and taking the next step and not just kind of giving up so so uh, people who 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 i'm connected with on linkedin uh, probably noticed that around the pandemic time, s- some of the posts uh, got more of a, uh, a psychological, emotional type of a support element to mm-hmm. them. So we thought that that was very important. It was important for me as well to be able to share and connect mm-hmm. with people too, just so we all realized we were in the same boat. Uh, I have mm-hmm. to say through that time, I felt very connected to our community, clients, yes. in our neighborhood, our staff, like everybody was very connected through all of that. I think you saw a lot of that, especially in the early days. Uh, Definitely, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So now that the pandemic is part of our new normal, what's next? So I guess, where do you go from here? Oh, yeah. Well, I think the first thing that we've acknowledged is one thing hasn't changed, tax. Tax is continuing. It's going to continue to be complex, continue to change. And I think the, the thing that changes in respect of that is how we take that complex legislation, those incredibly fast-paced changes, and make it digestible and engaging and precise. And that's where we're, you know, looking at new technology to leverage in our in our teaching, in our conferences, both in person and virtual. So it's pretty exciting with this really renewed 
focus on virtual learning. So we're mm-hmm. continuing to 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 leverage that. But I think, you know, from the broader perspective, you know, what's next? Stepping away from the business side, I'm hoping that at least me personally, you know, we can continue to leverage off the humanness that we've found in one another, the community and keep building that. I mean, you know, how many times in the pandemic did you get to see your employee's dog or kid or, you know, maybe the spouse walk in the background in their bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) We all became humans again. And what an incredible gift. So I think, you know, moving forward, I'm, I'm hoping that we can maintain treating each other with compassion and, and humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, spreadsheet Kate. I like the soft <laughs> answer. <today. laughs> and we're really excited to dabble back into in-person sessions again. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. our it's going to look a little different, obviously, than it did before. But um, we're really excited to see people again in person. So. So is your next mm-hmm. tour starting this fall? Uh, yeah, September. Okay. Yeah, we're going to start. So So does that have a musical element to it? I, <laughs> I, I've heard you created a song. And, and was that your first musical project? And I want to know whose idea that was. And is there a dance mix coming? <laughs> so you must be talking about the extra cool accountant song. Yes. <laughs> that, yes, that was a lot of fun. Um, and actually, it was our second number. Yeah, wow. we... Um, Releasing an EP? <laughs> I can send you a link, actually. I'd love to share them with you because they were so much fun to put together. Um, and one of the things that we love to do, especially through COVID, we um, we really wanted to leverage our local uh, Canadian music talent um, in our seminars. It just adds, you know, a, a good a good feeling. So we found a fabulous uh, local singer-songwriter. Oh, nice. And uh, mm-hmm. I can give you her link as well. I can put it in the, in the notes or whatever. Um, but yeah, she takes all of our crazy ideas. And turns them into these beautiful songs. So uh, that's how that came about. I don't know. Maybe we'll have a dance mix coming up. Joe's pretty Ooh. pretty good dancer. His floss is impeccable. fantastic. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he's on TikTok, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a lot. It was a lot of fun putting those together. Nice. So obviously, as a family business, you guys have a lot of fun, and and VTN has stayed a family business. Mm-hmm. How do you guys make it work? Not just from a business perspective, but from a family relationship mm. perspective. How do you? Uh, who wants to start? <laughs> Do it without oh, driving each other crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think there's a single way to run a business without driving each other crazy. So <laughs> let's just get that off the table. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> We do. We're human beings, but there's ways that we, you know, can still make it work. And I think, you know, Kevin, you you nailed it just a few minutes ago. You guys like to have fun. Yes, we love to have fun on the personal side. Um, you know, we we're going to a cabin in a couple weekends with the three of our families. All the, you know, a couple other ki- kids, our parents, and we're just going to have our a, other siblings, our other siblings, yeah. and just have a, a really fun weekend. So I think keeping it fun on the personal side. We like to have fun in the business, of course, in the context of delivering, you know, our, our client material uh, that they need. But keeping it fun is key. I got to say, from more of a boring angle, <laughs> communicate with each other. I asked my daughter, five-year-old daughter, okay, what do you think mommy does during the day? And she looked at me <laughs> like I was stupid. And she's like, well, obviously, you press buttons and you talk to Uncle Joe and Auntie Sheena. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hello. But, um, 
yeah, you know, day to day, we have a lot of communications. I mean, it's focused on the business, but on the personal side as well. You know, I, I just want to jump jump onto that point there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's obviously a lot of stress that everybody around the world was feeling over the last few years. And, and I mean, I think we felt it pretty heavily as well, too. I mean, knowing that our business was uh, at Jeopardy as well. And when you have that kind of stress, your communications with each other can oh. be a little terse sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, so I know Caitlin and I, we work together very closely, um, mm-hmm. you know, more so than Sheena does just because we're working on the same newsletter, right. uh, et cetera. So, so, you know, sometimes they can be a bit strained. And I think mm-hmm. the key is really for, you know, Caitlin to call me out like, Joe, that was unnecessarily, you know, intense here. Are you sure? Or are you just letting your emotions mm-hmm. sort of exaggerate the problem? Yeah. And and she mm-hmm. does that. And I try to do the do that the yeah. same the same way back. So I think being honest with each other, the one advantage that we have as a family unit, and this is a strength that I think of many family units, yeah. is that it's very hard to divorce your sibling. Um, <laughs> you know, you can move to Vancouver, or you, can, you can't get away. You can move away. But the thing, the, the benefit that we have is because we've got sort of that deeper connection. It helps mm-hmm. us be able to be honest, knowing that that person's probably not going to quit, or uh, you know, like take off or swear back at you or whatever. Yeah. Knowing that you have this greater connection, so you can sort of work through these things. And yeah. sometimes people are worried about making comments to family members because uh-huh. you don't want to make it awkward at Christmas time yeah. or whatever you're celebrating. Um, but in our case, it was the opposite. Um, the fact that we knew that we were going to still be able to get together at some other time in the future allowed us to be a little bit stronger that way. And we had mm-hmm. to do that, and we had to be honest because it's always easier to avoid it. Um, but you can't. You you, you just can't mm-hmm. do it. And I think at the end of the day. If you can't say something in a way that you feel is going to be received positively, you got to take a breath. You got to let the other person know, I I can't talk to you about this right now. I want to. I'm angry, um, Mm -hmm. but I can't. And then you pick it up a couple days later. And then hopefully you can still have that, uh, you know, family dinner or whatever. I think what's really helpful in all of the good situations and the bad situations, or not bad, but the harder situations is um, being able to, to have like a very deep trust that the other person is doing Mm -hmm. the best that they can do and that their intention is for the best for the business. And not only that, but when you're working with your siblings, it's also the best for your family and their family. So it makes it easier to get through some of those situations because you know that this person has got all the best interests at heart, the same as you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really really helps. I like thinking about... uh, you know, knowing that, you know, Joe, Sheeta, you guys got my back. If something ever to happen, you guys have me covered and you've demonstrated that time and time again. And I hope that you know, both of you understand that I got your back. And that really, like you say, that deep trust is just so incredibly powerful in, in moving forward. Oh, that's sweet. Aww. Thanks, but I, Kate. Can I say something? <laughs> no, you can't. I have to say something okay. that's very important, and we haven't talked about oh, it dear. yet. Oh, uh-huh. How important our spouses are in all of this. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yes, definitely. Right? Yeah, no kidding. Um, I mean, like, all of us have wonderful spouses, very smart, talented people. Yeah. Um, and if they weren't fully engaged in this business and also hearing about it at Christmas <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and holding us accountable mm-hmm. to stop talking about things sometimes, um, mm-hmm. we, wouldn't, we would not be able to do this. 
Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know that's 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 a key thing because sometimes with family businesses you get tied up in your own little world and you make the jokes about tax at the family dinner and well it's pretty hilarious to the people who like tax. <laughs> yeah. It could annoy the heck, the bleep <laughs> out of the other out of the other family members. And my wife's got this wonderful technique where she'll like pinch my leg until I can't talk. So that have you noticed that Sheena? No. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, ooh, she's very good. <laughs> <Pinch it. laughs> Yeah, so no, no, but I mean, keeping us on track, right? And and I think also we've had times where we've had to, um, you know, we've we've had to make big decisions. We're going to sacrifice a bunch of weekends to do this or 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 whatever else. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, being away from home for on average four and a half months of the year, I mean, that's a big cost to our spouses, right? So having good communication with the spouses, getting their opinion, and I mean, I know there's there's one time, for example, where Patricia said, "Listen, you can't." keep being away this much. Patricia is my wife, just to be clear. And, um, you know, at least family day every year, you know, I want you here for family day. And unfortunately, family day is right in the heart of our busy season. Like every day, every hour matters. Um, But you know what? Even though it was really tough to do and tough to organize, that was something that we had to put a priority on. And I Mm -hmm. think that Mm -hmm. my wife appreciated the the effort that Sheena put into organizing our schedule to make that happen. And sometimes you don't do what your spouse wanted to right away, but, you know, as long as they feel like you're moving in the right direction, I think that makes a huge difference to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that seems like a good place as any to, to end our conversation. Thank you guys very much for joining me. It was, it was great. I really enjoyed this. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Thank you. Me too. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks. This episode of Straight from the CPA's Mouth featured Caitlin Butler, CPA-CA, Joe Devani, CPA-CA, and Sheena Tashima, co-owners of Video Tax News. If you want to learn more about Video Tax News or check out some of their videos, visit their website at www.videotax.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Straight from the CPA's Mouth mailing list. And if you like what you're hearing, have ideas for future episodes, or have any feedback you'd like to share, email us at knowledgecenter at cpaalberta.ca or leave us a comment on social media. And finally, if you're interested in learning more about the Heshi CPA Knowledge Center, you can learn more at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Straight from the CPA's Mouth is produced by the CPA Education Foundation, the charitable arm of the CPA profession in Alberta. This podcast is made possible by Brian Heshey, FCPA, FCA. Thanks to Brian's generous donation, the foundation created the Heshey CPA Knowledge Center, a virtual hub of resources for all Albertans. Find out more about the foundation and the Knowledge Center at cpaalberta.ca slash foundation.